Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. Today I'm going to tell you a, a great story. It's about my great-grandmother and great-grandfather. They are very special people to me. He owned his own canal boat and did trading along the canals of Holland and Belgium. Sometimes in good weather, he even took that little boat over the English Channel to trade along the coast of France. His name was Ono Freerk Feet. Her name was Algie Wasser. He met her while trading along the canal and they hit it off right away. She was from a very wealthy family, but they considered him just one level above a tramp as an itinerant captain. Well, they decided to marry anyway, and she was immediately disowned. She moved into an eight by ten foot cabin on the boat with him, and that's where they lived <laughs> for several years. And as they went from town to town along these canals, my grandmother Jacoba Feet was born in that cabin. Their second child was born in that cabin. Their third child was born in that cabin. And when Alchie discovered she was pregnant with their fourth child, they decided that that cabin was just a little small. Of course, they'd heard of America, and that's where America or men were free. It was just a dream at first, but over the years, that dream became more and more compelling. Imagine, a man could start a business and the government would actually help him to build it, to keep it to keep the money it generated and to allow him to pass it on to the kids when he died. Imagine that. They decided they had to go. They had to go to America. Now, Ono had been trading with all kinds of business owners and he knew all about the government meddling and the choking regulations. He was a free spirit and Alchie was no less. They tried to earn money for passage, but it was beyond them. They decided to take that little canal boat, it's an oversized bathtub with a round bottom, and to go in it. It was a death sentence. The boat was only 60 feet by 20 feet, and the cabin was just 8 by 10 feet. <laughs> and it was tacked on top. Plus, it had a canal boat bottom. It was built like a bathtub. It had no business out in the open ocean. And Ono had no experience in the open ocean either. The North Atlantic can be a very stormy sea. The boat did have a sail and a rudder and a very determined captain. Somehow they made it with lots of prayers for good weather and the help of my six-year-old grandmother for a crew, what could they do in New York? They did not speak the language. They did not have a job. They had no relatives here. They knew all this before they came, but they had to come. They knew they had to come to America where men lived free. <laughs> they were able to sell their boat and buy tickets on the train to come west, and they joined the other millions who came to America to be free. 
When these people decided to go west, they did not lobby Congress for money. They did not ask for food stamps or anything else. All they expected from the government was to be allowed to do it. If they tried and failed, so be it. The government owed them nothing, and nothing was expected. If the grasshoppers got your crops, the government didn't take care of you or give you charity. In fact, such charity would not have been accepted or even considered by most immigrants. To do so was simply beneath them. They were determined to succeed or fail on their own, and we did. We did. Today we have lost that immigrant character. Our welfare encourages laziness. Our people have come to rely on the government for nearly everything. That's called socialism. Our latest President Biden is an unabashed socialist and is rapidly turning our country into a socialist regime. We have created the Uncle Sam Says movement to reverse the education process that has poisoned our children's mind for generations. We are also developing a network of ham radio operators that will be trained to keep their radios working even if we have an atomic EMP, a solar EMP, or weather problems, or even a civil war. We can even show them how to get water right out of the air if they need to. Come to our website, join with us. We need you. And you can find yourself doing a most needed, even critical work in helping us rebuild America. Now, the story's been kind of short today, so I'm gonna add another thing. It's uh, words of the founders. And the word I've chosen to talk to you about is the word infringed. You know where I found it? <laughs> a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, when the Founding Fathers put together our great founding documents, they did so with much thought and great awareness of the exact meaning of every word they used. They were fully aware, for instance, that they were crafting the most important document of their lifetimes, and they were determined to get it right. They always used the fewest words necessary, and those words used were never ambiguous. Their meetings were always exact and easy to understand. Because of the words they used, the whole thing can be given in just one sentence. While some words have changed their meanings a bit since then, like militia, we can easily determine what it meant to the founders. The word infringed, however, has not changed its meaning. It remains the same. And when I looked it up, I was astonished. And I understood even more clearly they just did not want anyone messing with our rights to keep and bear arms. They knew the importance of the word they used. Now here are the definitions of infringed I gleaned from just one dictionary. Infringe, infringed or infringing. 
One, to encroach upon in a way that violates the law of the rights of another. Two, defeat, frustrate. Three, breach. Four, break. Five, contravene. Six, fracture. Seven, offend. Eight, traduce. Nine, transgress. Ten, violate. Eleven, trespass. Twelve, invade. Thirteen, mean to make inroads into the property or rights of another. I'm going to read that uh, Second Amendment again. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to bear and or keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay, now on with the definitions. Number 14, unwarranted or unlawful intrusion. 15, gradual or stealthy entrance upon another's territory. Number 16, usurpation of another's rights or possessions. 17, invading their privacy. 18, impinge. Number 19, to do something that does not obey or follow a rule or law. 20, to wrongly limit or restrict. 21, to fail to obey or act in agreement with a law. 22, to go further than is right or fair to another. 23, to violate another's rights under copyright, patent, trademark, or trade name. 24, to break or crush. I think the intent of the founders is very clear, but some folks are just not getting the message. The message is very simply this. Don't mess with our right to keep and bear arms. Well, hey, thanks for listening, folks. Remember, you're learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.